Genesis chapter 26 is where we'll be reading tonight. Genesis 26 verses 1 through to 5. And I want to encourage you, grab your pen, paper out, get your highlighter out, and just begin to take some notice to what God is speaking to you. Amen. We need to keep in mind what God does in our services to just take note of what the Bible and what God wants to speak to us about. So Genesis chapter 26, it's the very first beginning of the book, the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, beginnings, in a beginning. So Genesis chapter 26, verses 1 through to 5. If you're there, say amen. If you're not there, say hold on. Oh, we're all there. Oh, this is good. This is good. Amen. You guys uh, got your Bibles. If you're not there, just pretend, you know, just pretend. <laughs> Amen. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's it? What's it? Genesis 26. We're not in Revelations. All right. Genesis 26, verses 1 through to 5. It says this There was a famine in the land, besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerah. Then, verse 2 Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land which I shall tell you. There's a few other translations that says, do as I tell you. Verse 3, dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I give all these lands. And I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands and in your seed all the nations of of the earth shall be blessed because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge my commandments my statutes and my laws I want you to skip down to verse 12 verse 12 it says this then Isaac sowed in the land I want you to remember this Isaac planted in that land and he reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him verse 13 the man began to prosper continued prospering until he became very prosperous for he had possessions of flocks and possessions of the herds and a great number of servants so the Philistines envied him I want to preach a message tonight entitled farming in a famine farming in a famine farming in a famine number one if you're taking note number one is don't go back to Egypt don't go back to Egypt but pastor the borders are closed no no that's, I'm just you know it's, it's an analogy it's an analogy okay <laughs> so he says you know in our text Isaac finds himself in this particular predicament he finds himself in a famine and it tells us in verse 1 there was a famine in the land besides the first famine there's nothing new that's going on here you know what I'm saying there's, there's nothing new that's happening in our text here it is it, it might have seemed new to Isaac but famines went new to God come on famines weren't new to him and I want to tell you you know what this coronavirus this particular climate that we're living in it might be new to us but it's not new to God come on can I get an amen tonight there's nothing new under the sun uh, the writer says in Ecclesiastes no matter what you're going through listen God knows about it and Isaac listen he's facing his he's facing his first famine but this wasn't God's first famine and so tonight, maybe you're here and you're facing your first pandemic. Listen, this is not God's first pandemic. 
This might be your first time losing a job. This might be your first time going through a financial crisis. This might be your first time going through some relational problems or some issues at work. Listen, there is nothing too hard without God that He cannot face. Can you say amen? This is not God's first time dealing with our problems. <laughs> I mean, we come to God with so many mess. Can you say amen? And that's saying it nicely, you know. Lots of poo in our lives. <laughs> and I'm telling you, we can come to God and say, you know what, God, oh, look, all these things that I'm going through. God's like, yeah, yeah I've seen it all. <laughs> I know everything. I'm, listen, it doesn't surprise me. And I want to, to remind you tonight that no matter what you're facing, no matter what's going throughout this climate in our life, listen, I want to remind you what's new to you is not new to God. God isn't a small God. Amen. He's a big God. He's a, he's a big God that is able to take care of your problems. You don't have to fear tonight. You don't have to go through life and fear whatever it is that you're going through. Listen, we serve a God of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Come on, someone say power. And of love and of a sound mind i'm telling you god didn't give it to us but the enemy the devil is the one firing those darts of fear into our minds he's firing the darts of fear to paralyze us he's he's shooting those fiery darts of fear he's shooting those darts of lust of doubt of greed and it's piercing our minds it's like god what's going on and these you know what god didn't give us the spirit of fear he gave us the spirit of power love and a sound mind you got to lift up the shield of faith in these times. You got to put on the helmet of salvation. You got to take the sword of the spirit. You got to understand greater is he that's in you tonight. Come on, greater is he. Who is he? Shout his name. Who is he? Yes, it's Jesus Christ. Greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. Beanley Potter's house. Come on. If God sustained us so far, God can carry us through anything that comes. And whenever you feel like, oh, this is a new trial for me. Oh, listen, there's always going to be new fears that come with trials. There's always going to be some new emotions when you face some trials. And listen, it's going to be real. And I don't want to make light of what you're going through. I don't want to make light of the situation. But listen, we serve a real God. Amen. We serve a real God that is able to handle our real problems our situations what is new to you is not new to God he's still the God of heaven he's still the God who still sits on the throne the last time I checked the Bible it says three days later he rose from the grave come on now what is impossible with man is possible with God the last time I checked Philippians 4 verse 19 it still reads and my God shall supply all your needs come on according to his riches in glory by who by Christ Jesus my point is this don't have to lose your faith in a season of famine you don't have to go back to Egypt come on now it's so easy to serve God when things are going well and and you know there's money in the bank you know your your wife loves you the boss adores you the dog sits when you say sit there's toilet paper in the house and I'm talking about three ply oh come on now <laughs> and it's easy to serve the Lord but it's so hard to serve God when it's in a famine come on dude you know what I'm saying it's so easy to serve God but but when it comes down to it when we're in a season where everything's dried up in a season when when there's no money in the bank 
in a season when, you know what, health, when our kids get sick and you're in the hospital and, and things just start getting in a mess, it's, 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 it's hard to be a Christian in those times, in a, in, a, in a season of a famine time. And it's in our text we find that Isaac, he's in a famine. And I want to say, you know, God works through difficult situations. He works through these famines. He's the God of the pandemics. He's the God of the tough situations. He's the God that is able to carry you through. Because listen, it's in these times that our faith is actually revered. Yeah, it's when the good times, oh yeah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, yes. Oh, but what happens when, you know what, things aren't going your way? Yeah, ha, 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 it was like hallelujah and now it's like oh holy moly man it's like god what's and it's so easy to serve god when everything is well but what about in the famine here's the uppercut here tonight can you obey god even in a famine the lord appeared to him in verse two don't go down to egypt live in the land which i shall tell you Another translation says, do as I tell you. God is challenging people tonight. Do what he says. Don't go back to Egypt. If you're a Bible student tonight, Egypt is always a picture of the world. If you're a born again believer, if you're a Christian, listen tonight, don't play church games. Come on now. Don't, don't play church games. You come to church on Sunday, praise the Lord, lift your hands, and all of a sudden, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're living like the devil. Ooh, hey, preach it, pastor. I feel that one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> come on now, let's be real. Let's be real now. Come on, Sunday morning's coming. We put on our nice clothes. Oh, hey, sister, how you going? And Monday comes, oh, man, who shall I text tonight? Oh, 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 sorry, I didn't, that wasn't, uh, come on, it's, it's easy to be a Christian. On Sundays, but what about on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Don't go back to Egypt. Don't go back to the world. Do what he says. Woo! Can I preach to some people tonight? Don't, don't go back to Egypt. Don't go back to what you've been freed from. Don't go back to the lifestyle of what you got freed from, the drugs, the addictions, the one night. Don't go back to that in your season of a famine. Don't go back. Do what he says. Egypt is a picture of the world, and the word world, listen tonight, is used in the New Testament. It's a translation of the Greek word cosmos. I don't want to go all astrological on you. I talk about all the uh, planets and the stars and sun. <laughs> cosmos, it refers to the planet Earth and its human inhabitants who live their lives with their backs turned toward God. That's the, that's the, the revelation. The word world is People who have turned their backs from God and turned to the world. And listen, I want to give you a quick Bible study. Now, Satan is the prince of this cosmos. Even Jesus called him that in John chapter 12, verse 31. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. He's talking about Satan. He's talking about the devil. John 16, verse 11, of judgment because of the ruler of this world is judged. 1 John chapter 5, verse 19, we know that we are of God and the world lies under the sway of the wicked one. You see, we, this earth or this world belongs to Satan. And this world is heavily influenced by demonic powers that is ruled by the devil. Listen to Ephesians 6, verse 12. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, 
but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavens. You see, this world has been influenced by the devil. And so the world is ruled by the devil. But listen, through Christ, through his death, through his burial, and through his resurrection, Jesus Christ has given us the victory over the devil. The devil has nothing on Jesus Christ. When we became born again, washed in the precious blood of the Lamb, when we accepted Christ in our lives, I'm telling you, in an instant, the power of God began to flow and surge through our bones. We were freed, forgiven. This is why Romans 8 verse 1 becomes real to every single person that becomes a new creation. Therefore, there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. We don't have to walk and be swayed by the devil anymore because you know what? We're free in Christ. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's give God a clap offering because Christ can do that. Any man being Christ is a new creation. Come on. The old has passed away and behold, all things become new. I'm so grateful for the power of Jesus Christ. Man, I don't have to live in my sin anymore and I don't have to live with shame and guilt. There's something powerful about Jesus. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, hallelujah, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Here's the thing, God didn't just call us out of darkness to go back and begin to play with the rulers of darkness again. He didn't call us out for a reason so we can go back and put the change back on again and say, yo, I love this. No, no, he set us free. And he's called us out of the darkness into the, the light. And he says in Matthew 5, 16, he's calling us, let your light shine before men that they may see the good works and glorify who? The Father in heaven. And the call to every believer is to be separate from the world. Don't go back to Egypt. In your season of famine, in your season of difficulty, of trial, it's so easy to go back to what we're used to. But listen, you are the light of the world. Christ came to set you free. Don't go back to Egypt. 2 Corinthians 6.14, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. You see, it's talking about a separation right here. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? Man, I thank God for the Bible. You know what? We, you know, hey, don't, don't put one foot in. Listen, the Bible is real. He's saying you can't have one foot in the light and one foot in the darkness. It says in verse 17, Therefore come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Don't go back to Egypt. Be separate. Our text says in verse 1, There's a famine and God appears to Isaac. Don't go back to Egypt. Famine, Egypt, famine, Egypt. When things are not going well, there's always that tendency. There's always the temptation to go back to the world, to go back to our old lifestyle. First John chapter 2, verse 15. Do not love the world. That's all the ideas, all the things, listen, all the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it, 
But he who does the will of God abides forever. Don't go back to Egypt. Don't go back to the world. We know the story. Isaac obeys God and God blesses him incredibly. I mean, God blesses him so much that even his enemies were jealous. And so many people, so many believers, they get to a point in their Christian life and it's like, praise the Lord, hallelujah, God is good all the time. It's like, yeah, but then they start going in a season of a famine. They start going through some trials. They start experiencing some seasons of drought. They start going through seasons where there's no more money. They go through seasons where things aren't going their way. And all of a sudden it's like, man, Egypt's looking appealing now. Egypt's looking good now. Listen, don't do what's reasonable. Don't do what everyone else is doing. Don't repeat your family's history. Listen to God. Don't go back to Egypt. Don't go to the world. Go to his word. One word changed Isaac's life. Don't go back to Egypt. And one word can change you tonight. You got to listen to his voice. You got to trust his word. And it's not only good enough just listening and trusting, but you got to obey and you got to make it in action. You got to say, you know what? I'm going to trust in you. There's always something. Listen very carefully. There's always something on the other side of obedience that God has for you. There's always something on the other side of obedience. That God has for you, which secondly I want to talk about tonight, and that's farming in a famine. In verse 12, it gives us the picture. I want you to see very carefully. Then Isaac sowed in that land. When there was a famine in the land, Isaac planted. Isaac sowed seed. And it says he reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. You see, the choice that you make today determines your future you choose God and he directs your path or you disobey and you miss out on all that God has for you and I mean we believe the lie that our choices don't matter listen the seeds you sow today is the harvest you reap tomorrow in your season of hurt plant a seed in your season of pain plant a seed in your season of a famine, plant, plant that seed. Oh, but pastor, to sow the seed, I need to wait for the right time. I need to wait for the right season and have the right resources. I need to, I need to just wait for a minute. I just need to wait. No, 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 listen, listen. If that's the case, tell that to Noah. Tell that to Noah. If that's the case, Noah, why are you building a boat? It's a season where everything's a drought. Everything is, wow, man, you're crazy. It takes crazy faith to plant in a season of drought. Come on now. It takes crazy faith to say, you know what? I, I don't care what other people are saying. I'm going to plant my seed even in the season of, of a famine. And I want to encourage you tonight. What you build now will help carry you through that storm. Amen. What you build today is going to help carry you through your destiny. What you build today will help you and your family make it through the seasons of life. Uh, will help you make it through the seasons where you feel like, man, you're going under. Listen, what you build today will help you through in the future. And I want to say, don't stop planting. Even though the circumstances are right, don't listen to the people around you telling you what you're doing is ridiculous. Going to church, oh man, what are you doing? Giving to Jesus, oh, what are you doing? Outreach, man. No, 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 I'm planting my seed. I'm planting the faith, even in the season right there. Amen. I love this verse, Galatians 6 verse 9. Let us not grow weary. 
while doing good. This, this verse actually spoke to me so much in my, my state of depression, I'm telling you. There was a time, and I'll be real with you, there was a time where we had a changeover in pastors back in Stratford. And I remember this very vividly that I just went in this dark pit of depression. I mean, I was like, no, I didn't like the pastor. I didn't like what he was doing. I didn't like the changes he was doing. I said, man, I quit ministry. I quit song service. I was like, man, just leave me to it. I was, in a, I was in a drought. I was in this season of like this fast. I was like, man, God, what, what is going on? I didn't, I didn't feel like praying. I didn't, but I just felt this verse. Ever, and I still hold on to it to this day. It was this verse. Don't grow weary while doing good. And here's the promise. For in due season. Everyone say due season. I don't know what you're facing right now or today. I don't know what you're going through personally in your life. There's a season coming that has your name on it. There's a season coming that says, you know what? You planted in that season. In this season, you're going to experience joy. You, you planted while you were in tears. This season, you're going to reap joy. I feel like someone here tonight, you say, man, Pastor, I don't, I don't, man, I feel like I'm in, I'm in a drought. Listen, keep planting. Keep, you know what planting is? You're saying, I'm going to plant my faith in His Word by coming to church. I'm going to plant my faith in, in, in Christ Jesus. I'm just going to keep giving in the offering. I'm going to plant my faith, but you know what? I'm, I don't know. I'm just going to plant. I'm just going to live by faith and just be around godly people. Don't lose heart. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. You may feel like quitting tonight. Don't lose heart. You may feel like giving up. Don't lose heart. Psalms 126 verse 5. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who goes continually going forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing. Other translation says bearing precious seed. Shall doubtless, wow, doubtless, without no doubt ever, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. Bringing his sheaves with him, bringing the harvest with him have faith to farm in a famine hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 now faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen you know if it's not faith when we see everything and we're just moving according by what we see faith is like man i, I don't know what's going on but i'm still gonna have faith i'm still gonna believe god i'm telling you i'm, I'm writing this message and i feel like god is telling our church God is calling us as a church to keep on giving even in this pandemic. God is calling our church to keep on outreaching even in a pandemic. God is calling us to keep on witnessing to souls, any person that we come in contact with, even when you're in a famine personally, to plant that seed. Who knows what that person will do five, six months later, comes in and is like, yeah, I remember you gave me that flyer. God is calling us to keep on planting the marriages tonight. Listen, you keep investing in your marriage. You keep pouring yourself into your spouse. Even in the season of the famine in your marriage. What you sow now, you'll reap in another season. 
Keep on planting in a season of dryness. That's faith. Keep on sowing the seed in the season of brokenness. That's faith. Keep on sowing in the season of loneliness. That's faith. Because you know what? God is going to bring the increase. When you sow now, you're saying, God, I still believe you have a future for me. Because I think tomorrow is going to be worse. If we ever think, oh, tomorrow is just going to be worse. Listen, we won't do anything today. We need to believe God today. When you sow now, when you make the right decision today, when you trust God today, even in the season of a drought or even in that famine, God is going to pour out his blessing in due season. And I want to encourage someone, don't stop praying. You keep praying. Keep listening to his voice. Obey his voice. In due season, you're going to reap. And I believe this for every single one of us, even for our church. God is saying, you know what? He's ready to pour out his spirit. Who knows a few months from now where we'd be as a church? Who knows what... Oh, man, I'm, th- I'm seeing all these things that God has given to me. I was like, in, a, in a vision, seeing these things without church. But it's like, man, so now. There's disciples in this congregation. You need to keep on growing. Because there's going to be a season when I'm going to be like, hey, brother, I need you. But you got to be here and say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to sow now. I'm going to get involved now. Listen, God's going to open up doors. There's people here today, you, you know what, God's going to open up doors for your business. God's going to promote you in your position of work if you begin to sow now at your work. If you begin to sow now as a disciple, listen, there's a season coming where God's going to pour out his blessing. And listen, we need to be sowing now so we can be ready to receive. But the key is right here. Don't go back to Egypt, even in the famine. Trust God in your famine and keep on farming in the famine. Sow that seed and let's believe God for an increase. Amen. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Farming in a famine. It seems ridiculous, but hey, it's faith. It takes crazy faith. Amen. And we need to be crazy Christians believing God. Say, God, I'm going to believe you. And I'm telling you, God always comes through when you have faith. I want to give an invitation. Maybe you're here tonight and your heart isn't right with God. You know you're not right. I want to ask you a question. If you were to die today, if you were to die tonight, where will you spend eternity? It's appointed for man to die once, then comes judgment, the Bible says. If you were to die, where would you spend eternity? Jesus says these words. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He's talking about to those who are believers. He's talking about those who have been born again. Welcome. But then he says to other people who have not known Christ or had a relationship, he says, depart from me. I never knew you. And Jesus says, many will say, Lord, Lord, we did this. Oh, Lord, Lord. Jesus says, depart from me. I never knew you. You're here tonight. You know you're not right with God. You know you wouldn't hear those words, well done. But tonight you want to make that a change. You want to say, yep, that's me. I want to accept Christ in my life. I want to make heaven my home. God loves you. He died for you on the cross. That's the whole reason why we're all sinners, but Jesus took your sins, my sins upon himself. And that's the good news of the gospel. You can have eternal life. You can have heaven as your home. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. I'm a sinner. I need Christ's forgiveness. Why don't you raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. 
If you want to be forgiven, you, you know God's speaking to you tonight. This is just between you and God. You lift your hand and say, yes, my heart, I'm not right with God. Preacher, that's me. You're speaking to me. I know if I was to die tonight, I wouldn't make heaven my home. If that's you, amen, I see that hand. Anyone else want to join this honest heart? Amen. Hands are going up. Anyone else? Join this honest hearts. I see that hand at the back. Anyone else? Raise your hand with these honest hearts. I see that hand as well. Anyone else? You know you're not right. But tonight you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. You want to give your heart to Christ tonight and say, yes, I want to make heaven my home. Raise your hand with these honest people and say, yes, pray for me. I need Christ. I see that hand at the back. I see these hands. You're backslidden. You once had a relationship with Jesus. You once had a walk with Christ. But then you've gone back to Egypt. You've gone back to the world. You've gone back to your old lifestyle. Listen, tonight is the night. Why don't you raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. I want to be forgiven. I want to be free. I see that hand. Anyone else? You raise your hand with these honest people. Say, pastor, preacher, pray for me. I need Christ. Thank you for those who are being honest. Anyone else? Come on, it's not enough just coming to church. It's not enough coming to church. It doesn't make you Christian. Amen. Those of you who raise your hand, you look up, you meant that, you meant that, yeah. Amen. Brother at the back, you meant that, yeah. Amen. Come. We're just going to pray with you right now. Why don't you come out of your seat right now? Amen. Come, come, brother. We're just going to pray a prayer right now. Anyone else, do you want to join this honest hearts? Come and just join us at the front here. We're just going to stand and pray a, a prayer together. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Heavens are rejoicing tonight. Amen. I just want you guys to just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you died for me and you rose again. I'm asking that you wash me, cleanse me by the blood. I repent of my sins and I turn to you. I know that you rose again. And the same power that raised you from the dead to live within me. That I may be a new creation. I make you my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Just lift up your hands right now. I'm just going to pray for you. God, I thank you right now, Lord God, a new creation that have been made. God, I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done and all that you're doing. God, I'm so grateful, Lord, for the honesty of these precious souls, Lord God. Lord, that desire to want to change and get to know you more and more. I pray, God, as they begin to hear your voice tonight, Lord, to not go back to Egypt, but God, to surrender their lives to you and to obey you. Lord, I thank you, Lord, even right now, Lord, a precious soul, a young child, Lord God, is coming to you. I thank you, Lord God, that you are making all things new. Hallelujah. Thank you for my brother, Lord God. All things are made new. Lord, and there is no more, no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. I thank you that uh, these people here tonight are new creations. I thank you, Lord God, that the names are now written in the Lamb's book of life. Lord, I thank you right now, God, that your blood has the, all the power to cleanse from all unrighteousness. And I pray, God, from this night forward, Lord, that you use these precious souls got to be the light and to shine the light in this dark and dying world in jesus name amen and amen church these altars are open why don't we find a place to pray if god has spoken to you in this message if god has spoken to you why don't we come out of our seats and just uh, begin to pray you know maybe you've been battling about going back to the world maybe you've been struggling with this 
uh, sin or whatever it is in your life, then you feel like, you know what, you're in a season of drought or you're in a famine right now. It might be what you're facing in your marriage. It might be what you're facing individually. Right now, we're saying, you know what, I'm sowing the seed right now. Come on, why don't we come to this altar and say, God, I'm sowing the seed in this season. Lord, I pray, God, that you would open up the heavens. Pour out your spirit, God. I'm asking right now that you pour out a refreshing right now. Let your water flow through this place, Lord. God, I'm praying, Father God, that you'd minister upon these precious people. God, we thank you that there is no power. The powers of darkness must surrender. Lord, that the, the darkness cannot even comprehend the light. And I'm asking right now, God, that you would shine your light in this place. Lord God, that you be exalted, even in this region of Bean Lee. God, that you would be glorified through this congregation. For I know, God, the, the things that you have for us in store for this church. I pray you mature disciples. God, I'm asking you bring increase in these precious souls in this congregation. Raise up new musicians, God. I pray for song leaders. I pray, Father God, for outreach directors. I pray, God, for women's nights leaders, Lord. I pray, Father God, for nursery workers. I pray, God, that you would begin to give in more ushers, Lord God. I pray, Father God, for cleaners. Lord God, that we would function as a church, God, that we can indeed cater to this world, God, and give hope back into the city. 